think Edge can feel those tag team titles slip away. Our tag team titles on the line. Benoit now next makes a tag. Edge, oh. Edge in, and with a knockdown on Montreal's own Sylvain Grenier, flying <laughs> form by Edge. His fans are happy. About three quarters of them are booing Edge. Oh! Man, what a face buster that was. Inverted to DDT. And Conway sidestepped right outside with Conway and Edge now. He'll, oh. he'll take a chance, a high-risk move. Edge up on the top turnbuckle. He's up there, all right? Whoa! That's a drop kick by Edge. That, that could do it. The hook of the leg. In, oh, man. And Conway interrupted the, 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 the looked to be a sure three count. Boy, right at the very last second. Oh, look out, look out, look out! That may have just postponed the inevitable. And wow, that other suplex. Referee's losing control here. Oh, oh, Did you see that, JR? It's almost broke Benoit in half, aiming for, for Grenier. And speared his own partner. Whoa, listen to this crowd. Oh, there's a, a tandem move. Wait, the hook of the leg. Are you me really fast? Oh, man. I can't believe it. Here are your winners and the new World Tag Team Champions, Brown Conway, Simon Grenier, Law Resistance. Listen to this ovation. This crowd is going this is like the one of the greatest rivalries in the history of this industry. HBK, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, the game. It's all gonna be over in the one match that just about seemed like it was designed for that sole purpose. Hell in a cell. A match that was designed for one reason and one reason only, and that is to be the end. The end of issues, the end of conflicts, the end of careers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 52, part 2 of the RA Era podcast. The only place where we decipher and dictate the era that brought us the answer before we knew the question, as it's time to carry on the barge towards our next pay-per-view extravaganza, Bad Blood 2004. As always, I am Dave, and joining me, still in isolation due to these horrific times, Big Sexy himself, Michael Rag. Good afternoon, sir. How are we doing today? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Uh, bored. Yep. <laughs> apart from that, apart from the boredom, I'm all right, yeah. But yeah, bored. Just that I imagine like everybody else is throughout the whole fucking universe at this minute in time. But we carry on. Like we do. We're we all in to. this together. We're all in this together. Michael, part one. We asked that question. We didn't have an answer, and then we got an answer, but then we still didn't know the question. What has Kane been up to, and what is he asked Lita? Well. It's not over. 
Well, it's far from far from over. Uh, I put it out to the social media universe uh, to ask them what was the question that Kane was asking in our last episode that Leah had the answer for. She gave the answer. The answer was yes, but yes to what? So, Michael, I put it out to the Twitterverse, the ruthless Twitterverse, to find out what the question was. And are you interested in finding out what some of the answers were? I would love to know. Right, so Twitter said, up first was Danny with, so since main event Maven wasn't officially eliminated from the 2002 Royal Rumble, isn't he technically the winner? That's a strong winner right there so far. <laughs> we had Scott Cavaliero, I believe, with, what did Zodiac say more? <laughs> the ultimate warrior said, do I have your vote in the next mayoral election? <laughs> we had Benjamin Emerson ask how much does this guy weigh mm. according to Stephen Orme the question that Kane wants the answer for is there is a chance the track could bend <laughs> Thomas Ross he says the question was would the wrestling world be different if I didn't take your boyfriend off the road with the injury I'm about to inflict on him <laughs> I think Philip Goad he says Kane asks so, you think you're better than Katie? <laughs> Jamie Peach, he says, Kane wants to know. Oasis or Blur? And Dan the Mask Gamer, he asks, do these pants make my ass look big? And finally, John Stevenson, he says, Kane asks, do I look good in a dress? It's got to be Katie Vick one. <laughs> so they were just a sum of the selection of the uh, answers to the question of all questions that hopefully we'll find out the answer to what the question was. I don't know, I guess I just changed the match. So how are you feeling? Yeah, I miss you. Okay, well I'll be home soon. You too. Bye. I was the one who told Bischoff to put you in the women's title match. That way, after bad blood, we'll both be champions. I thought you said this was all over. So, Michael, are you ready for some Monday Night Raw as we barge towards Bad Blood 2004? I am ready, and we are live from two <laughs> Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Your hosts, as always, JR and the King. So, it's May the 31st, 2004. We have a match to open the show. Raw the Tag Titles. The Raw Tag Titles are getting defended all the time. And you know the best thing is... Yes, it's Bizarro Land. And how do we know that? Because fucking Bellends are getting a title shot. And they're getting a fucking pop. Well, we get... So it's Ben Warren Edge, your reigning, defending, undisputed Raw Tag Champions, going up against Sylvan and Robert, the Bellends in their shit shirts, um, which they, they don't seem to wear these days. That name sounded don't really make any sense anymore, does it? <laughs> um, so, yeah. <laughs> so we got a big pop for the champs. 
And then we got, as we expected, and we got quite the pop for the challengers. Um, Canada rules, doesn't it? It does. Um, so the match, hot tag to edge. He gets a flying forearm on Grenier, leaping DDT, but he spears Benoit by accident. And a double team netbreaker finishes Edge in 12 and a half minutes to give the fucking Bell End to champions again, Michael. With the magic killer. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember that. Benoit and Edge heading into Bad Blood as the tag champs. Oh. <laughs> I mean, they win them back in the next week. <laughs> um, that's is that, well, that's is what I'm thinking. Is that just, well, or is that just another case of uh, us remembering differently? Probably the latter. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, quality match to start off the show. Um, the crowd was all over it because obviously it's what we expected. Did you see the amount pure of pure Canada? Signs. Well, it's, it's to be expected, isn't it? It's the reason why. It's the reason why he wouldn't do what he should have done way, way back when it's Survivor Series because to Canada, in Brett's mind, Brett is God. Superb. And you know, to be fair, you look at like you've just said there. Look at the crowd signs. Brett is God, isn't he? Yep. Do you know what I mean? Um, and speaking of uh, the past generations past, um, I think we'll touch on uh, horrible for me. Uh, it's another one from my childhood taken away. Yeah. Uh, th- this Same. week, Howard Finkel unfortunately passed away. Um, what an absolute fucking don, the absolute godfather of ring announcing. Absolutely. No wonder and the new. No one did it better. Like, Christian yeah. and Edge. <laughs> Just everything about him. Like, it's, it always saddens me that I remember when he made his return with uh, CM, was it in CM Punk? CM Punk, SummerSlam. Yeah. Uh, uh, Survivor Series. Survivor Series. And you had, like, Cole and Jerry Lawler just ripping F- uh, Finkel. Absolutely ripping him to pieces. And I, I don't know, it was just, it felt a bit, it's someone like I should be given a bit more respect. But the thing is, we think he would probably in on it because yeah. all throughout the year, we've, we've seen it in our timeline when he had the uh, tuxedo match with Lillian Garcia. Tuxedo versus Evening Gown match way, way, way back when, at like the butt end of 2002. Um, you had the stuff he did with X-Pac back in SummerSlam 98 uh, when he was running with DX against Jeff Jarrett and his cronies. Yeah. Um, Finkel's always, always had, um, always been willing to He's be the butt of jokes and always, oh, absolutely. Um, and yeah, just rest in peace, Howard. Fucking <laughs> shit, innit? I just loved how he used, had his own spin on how he'd introduce people as well. Like when he, he normally they call the APA just the APA. <laughs> yeah. say, Farouk and Bradshaw, the acolyte, the acolyte protection agency, the APA. Yeah. So just like you said with uh, Edge and Christian, um, it would always be Christian and Edge. It's just them little things that made Howard Finkel so, just so special, so special. Um, so Michael, we go backstage to Uncle Eric. Um, he's once again sort of trying to get his control over the Regal-Eugene situation. And tonight, Eugene's got another match. Uh, and, but he's also co- also forcing Coach to go out and apologise. I smell shenanigans. Bishop asked Regal where Eugene is. Oh, he's just doing handstands. Yeah. I'd love it if he just walked in handstanding. <laughs> but, like, really badly. Well, just, well how, yeah, but how's that possible to walk in? Because if you're walking in on your hands... That is pretty cool as it is. I don't know how you do that badly. Would that, would that be doing that badly? Just like walking in doing a crab, like a reverse crab walk? No, he's uh, constantly putting his hands like like a dog. <laughs> just, walking, just walking like a dog. 
We come back from the break and Coach is in the ring to issue his sincere heartfelt apology to Eugene. And he does in fact have a lot of friends apparently according to Coach, one of them being Big Dead Glenn. He just wants to be friends and give him a hug though, bless him. And kick, pam, <laughs> And Big Dead Glenn, who, it's weird because he is, as we spoke about in the last episode, upcoming title fight against your world champion at our next pay-per-view extravaganza. And is this yeah. the storyline now? Because Benoit teamed with Eugene last week, is it now time for Kane? Is that the reasoning why he's... Because uh, why is Kane working for in. people again? Why, why should Kane listen to what Coach tells him to do? Because Kane is a bitch. Kane is a big red bitch. That's all he is. Big red bitch. Um, up next, Victoria the Dancing Dick going up against Jazz. Music versus music. Jazz is all right. But the lyrics in Victoria's song are just... I think it's the dance, you're a lady baby. with your bad self, with your bad self, with your bad self. I'm a lady with my bad self, with my bad self, with my bad self. <laughs> and the dancing as well, bless her out. She's trying, but she can't well, really. This, why? I mean, the fans don't even give a shit about this match. <laughs> is it supposed to be sexy dancing? Or is it supposed to be like kid-friendly dancing? Because it's kind of neither. Anyway, Victoria gets the win. <laughs> Four and a half minutes or something like that. Uh, what did you make, Michael, to Victoria versus Jazz? I was in the same mindset as uh, the fans. We want Brett. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's the that's the moment that Brett chooses to make his triumphant return to WWE. Yeah. Victoria versus Jazz. In Montreal. <laughs> hey, it'll get a pop. It'll get a pop. Um, up next, Randy Orton versus Shelton Benjamin, non-title. Uh, Benjamin catches him with the exploder for the victory in around 15 minutes. Kind of slow burner of a match. Took a while to get it going, but once it did, uh, we got quite a hot ending. Um, it took Shelton... off when Orton took off the turbuckle pad. Definitely. And, and Shelton with a big win going into the pay-per-view, which probably means that he's not going to win. Yeah, that's usually <laughs> the case. Um, Diva search time, Michael. Uh, we get the... Uh, we find out that the official rules and regulations are available on WB.com. Has any of our uh, female listeners put their application in? <laughs> I'll throw mine into that. Fuck it. <laughs> Pick me, Vince. Um, so, Michael, it looks like we're probably going to get every week 15, 20 minute segments of looking at women, a delightful selection of. Yeah, I think I've seen some of them ladies on a stay home hub. <laughs> just advertise what a diva does, you know. Just give so what does allow a young men and women what, to discover Michael, themselves what does a diva do they're there to allow young people to discover themselves <laughs> is that it nothing that's more diva, nothing less that's what a diva is <laughs> but a woman's wrestler on the other hand she's there to perform and entertain and showcase her skills that she's learned over years and years and years yes a diva is there just for I can bo be. boobs boobs um, we get a Triple H. He graces us with his presence. Um, it's, been, it, it's kind of a short to the point promo this week. It's yeah. no fucking about Shawn Michaels. You're fucking having it. Uh, we get the hell. This is what I'm going to do to you. We get the video package. It kind of shows Leah the brutality. Of what's going to happen? It's going to be a blood feud. And blood did you feud. notice? <laughs> it's going to be a blood feud. And did you notice the song that was playing on it? No. It was uh, Triple H's entrance theme from WrestleMania 18. Which was the... Drowning was, Pool. Oh, no. I, 
slept since then. <laughs> no, I didn't. Honestly, I did not notice, no. Um, Michael, we get a, a rundown for Bad Blood so far. So our matches announced. Chris Benoit versus Kane for your World Heavyweight title. Orton, Benjamin, IC strap. Victoria, Gail Kim, woman strap. And Hell in the Cell, Blood Feud, at Bad Blood, Triple H versus Shawn Michaels. Does that get you excited? And what else are you expecting to be added? Let's pretend you don't know what you know. What else are you expecting to be added to fill out that card? Because that's only four matches. So from and we probably need a good another good four or five yet. Eugene will probably have a match. Against Coach? Probably against Cade. Oh, against Cade. Because yeah. that's, that's Coach's bitch. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, Jobberson and Cade needs more than being a jobber. Anything else you can see be added? What about tag straps? Oh, they're good. That'll make Ben Wild you pull double duty. Uh, no, there's, there's only, there, there, we have no child tag team champions, Michael. Love is dance. What if they have the rematch next week? Um, meanwhile, we go backstage. Eric, he sends uh, Johnny Nitro to go and fetch Eugene. And up next, in singles action, we've not seen him in single one-on-one singles action for quite a few weeks. Oh, yeah! Matt Hardy versus Jobberson Cade. With the Matt and Lee effects. With the Matt and what were they, Michael? They both hate sparkling water. They do. And Matt's life is better with Lita in it. There you go. I would have to disagree with that. Well, at this minute in time, it's okay. We've not turned into EastEnders yet. But I have a Jobs and Cade fact as well for you. <laughs> Fucking hell, here we go. Go on then. He's as generic and vanilla as a job could be in 2004. Yeah, I know. Maven says hi. <laughs> vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, he's just he's chocolate. He's the chocolate version. <laughs> um, they're like a really shit. Like if you get like a fucking Jack Fulton's version of a Magnum. Yeah, that's, that's what Maven and Garrison Kane are. The power stretcher ice lollies. <laughs> so, um, a twist of fate and a finish clean for Matt Hardy in around three and a half minutes. Jobberson is apparently red hot, according to Jr. But he did sell that twist of fate like it was a 2020 RKO. Well, if you're a jobber, at least do your job. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It is one of them. If if that's the only way that he can look good. At least I, I'm a loser, but I'm a good-looking loser. <laughs> we go backstage and Uncle Eric, he's admitting to being behind Kane's attack on Eugene and chokes it up to a bit of tough love. How much more can it get before either Eugene snaps on Bish or... Is it Regal that's going Regal. to snap on Bish? And we'll get Regal versus Bish one-on-one. Just to see Regal wrestle again. It's got, it's got to happen, hasn't it, soon? Um, I know, wasn't it the last one of the last times we looked at dirt sheets? He was still waiting to be cleared. Yeah. Um, and like we've mentioned, that where he was in the pull-apart brawl from last week's Raw, but we've not seen him take an actual bump, apart from the bumps he's taken from Eugene in the training session. But that was only a training sparring session. And that was only a training sparring session. <laughs> Um, highlight real time. Um, Jericho, though, it looks a lot like Trish Stratus this week. She does do his entrance a lot better. <laughs> uh, Trish takes uh, some cheap shots at the highlight reel at the crowd until Jericho storms out. He puts Trish in the walls but gets booted by Tonko uh, and we get a bit of a beatdown. And a um, nasty landing on that chair. Th- yeah, it's a bit right of a beast to be Tonko. Like... We had the powerbomb through the table last week. And that was a bit of a mean powerbomb. Um, he's a bit uh, a bit Batista-esque, his old Tonko. But a bit greener. <laughs> imagine, a, imagine a stable if we had Nathan Jones, Tonko, 
<laughs> Batista in 2004. <laughs> Headed up by a heel, Zach Gowan. <laughs> That'd be perfect. <laughs> and Zach Gowan's in wheelchair like we had fucking Dr. X and that. Get him. Before, before Kurt Angle did that. Telling you. Up next, Michael. Eugene versus Kane in our main event match of the evening. Um, Kane uses the forearms, but Eugene, he starts. And what do Walking we call up. it, right? Is it is, is it like retarding up? So like, <laughs> it's like retard so like, strength running wild. Like, like hulking up. Is it, <laughs> retard re- strength re- running retard- wild, brother. <laughs> um, he starts no-selling Kane <laughs> and makes a Superman comeback, sending Kane to the floor with a pretty weak dropkick, to be fair. Uh, Kane gets pissed. He throws some chairs around, draws a DQ at six and a half minutes. Eugene's had a fucking victory over Kane on Raw. Hey, he's on a roll. Uh, I know it's a, dirty, on a roll. it's a dirty victory, but a victory nonetheless. Uh, Shelton's Kane, now three out of four against Evolution. I'm fucking. It's, Shelton Benjamin and Eugene are running rough shot over the WWE in 2004. Your WrestleMania 21 main event. Triple threat: Maven, Shelton, Eugene. Now we're Unif- say unified Eugene titles. Yeah, I'd take that. So yeah, I'd take I'd take a program with Eugene and Triple H. A really job proper yeah. two, three month program. The thing is Eugene Eugene is so entertaining at the minute. I'd take a program with him with anybody. Because I just, he's so fresh. Kurt. And it i I think on the mic with Kurt would be amazing. Be amazing. I'd, and obviously that we get that a bit further down the line, don't we, with the with the gold medals yeah. and stuff like that. Um so, yeah, what did you make to Kane versus Eugene? Eugene on a roll. Just to pad out the Benoit Kane feud. That's all it was for. Yeah, um, obviously, Kane attacks Eugene at the end. Benoit makes the save. Because, um, you know, it's two weeks because, away from Bad Blood and we have no yeah, story. We're having a title match. Um, but, it. yeah, that was raw. It was a little bit lackluster. Um, I found out. Especially as we're building to. As we spoke about this in the last Smackdown episode, did this last month. We're building towards a pay per view. And no one really cares because all the emphasis and all the heart and the passion on storyline-wise and creative-wise is on Triple H again. Yeah. Like, Randy Orton and Shelton Benjamin have got potential to have the match of the night. Oh, definitely. Right. But Triple H and Shawn Michaels will be given They're gonna an, have hour, an hour. They're going to get given eight hours, do you know what I mean? Like, Shelton and, and Randy will probably get given 15, 20. Uh, I imagine Benoit Kane's going to be 10, 15. I haven't watched this back yet, so... And that's how it's going to be, and it's going to play out, and I can guarantee Michaels and, Sh- and Triple H is going to be about 45 minutes. It's going to be brilliant. Matt Hardy's are... going to get in a feeling Ben Wall's match, isn't he? Matt Hardy? Do you reckon? Kane. No, I know, I know, but do you reckon that's going to be the reason why Ben Wall wins? Probably. What about if I... I know it doesn't happen. Or what about if, if, if Matt and Lita were both to turn to the dark side and that becomes like it's in a stable upon itself? Kane, Hardy and Lita. Yes. It's like it turns a bit dark. That would be epic. Yeah. Uh, so, overall, Mavens out of uh, Raw. I'd I'd get a two and a half. Uh, I'd, yeah, I'd probably say yeah, two and a half out of five Mavens is about right. It wasn't too sparkling. Um, it did its job in progressing certain storylines. Others, I don't know, it just felt like a bit of time was wasted. Yeah. Um, I, I think a lot of times wasted at the minute with Benoit and Kane that could be used with, Benoit should be hot as fuck at the minute um, and he's getting the pops he's in Montreal um, he should have been this 
should be another feud. But, uh, I don't know who, maybe from Randy Orton. I know it's a little bit too early yet, but just somebody else. Away. Yeah, somebody else that's not Big Dead Glenn. Are you ready then, Michael, for a bit of smack of the down as we approach the Great American Bash 2004? Let's do this. I'm the general manager, damn it! You attacked the man in a wheelchair! I'm a handicap, for God's sake! I can't wait to tell the board of directors about this, because I'm gonna make sure they strip you of the US title! I hate you! Now get the hell off my show! Get out of here! Wow, strip John Cena of the United States Championship? I'll tell you. It wasn't even Cena's fault, Taz. I think that might have been I hate you. Booker T caused all this, and now Angle wants to try to strip Cena of the title. But for what? It is June the 3rd. We are not live from Toronto, Canada. To the home of SummerSlam 2004. That is it. Uh, we start off with Booker T coming down to the ring for a bit of a promo. He says he had fuck all to do with Paul Bearer's abduction. He thinks it was Undertaker trying to find a way out of his match with Booker T. See, Booker's not afraid of Taker's little magic because he's a five-time, 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 five-time WCW motherfucking champion. But John Cena's music hits and he gets into the ring with Booker T. Uh, Cena's upset that Booker almost cost him the US title last week and challenged him to a match right now. Uh, they go nose to nose, but then our general manager Kurt Angle comes out saying that Cena is not a Booker T wannabe. He's a person with no respect for authority and above all else, no class. He Cena calls does. Cena Well, he calls Cena selfish for trying yep. to ruin the Taker and Booker main event. Angle and the board of directors and the head of UPN, he has him breathing down his neck because Cena is such a loose cannon. I thought that was Eddie Guerrero's nickname. Yeah. Apparently everyone's a loose cannon now. Everyone's a loose cannon on smack of the down. Angle tells Cena to apologise to Booker and fuck off out the arena. And Booker takes his opportunity to attack Cena from behind. The exchange punches and kicks. Cena stumbles backwards, knocks Angle out off his wheelchair. Uh, Booker with a steel chair and he accidentally nails Angle on the leg. Luffa reigns though, he goes wild now. He's going after Booker. Who he was a shit bodyguard or Oshie, really. Well, he's... he's We've not seen much about him at minute, so I... Oh, there you go. That's another one for Stable, for Zach Gowan's meme machine. <laughs> Fucking Oshu. Fucking Oshu. Um, so, Angle, he pushes Oshu off. He's fucking had enough of him. And then he falls down again. He says he's going to get the board of directors to strip Cena of the US title due to his attack on the handicapped, wheelchair-stricken general manager of SmackDown. Um, what did you make, Michael, to everyone having a bit of Kurt? Well, I think Kurt's right. Cena does need to learn some respect for authority. And Booker was just taking the law into his own hands for Cena's shit fat Tony from the Simpsons impression of Booker T. <laughs> but oh. yeah, Cena is a wannabe Booker T because Billy Elias is just a wannabe famous black rapper. So is Booker T a wannabe Ahmed Johnson? No, nah, because... Albert Johnson is a five-time, 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 five-time WCW champion sucker. <laughs> sucker. Up next, Eddie Guerrero, Danny Basham with Dougie Basham at ringside in a non-title match. Um, what did you make to the little baby blue lowrider? It was very nice. It matched uh, Basham's sex parlor tights. 
<laughs> I do love the, the fact that they're sticking with these sex parlotites, even though their um, master, let's say, is not around anymore. Paul Linder. Um, what did you, obviously, Eddie gets the win with the frog splash. Uh, what did you make? It was only good in one way, wasn't it? No, yeah, it could have been. A, this could have been the moment. Could you imagine Dan, for Danny Basham to be propelled into main event status? Well, to be fair, since he won the world Eddie title, the this would have been, it had been the third time that a tag team wrestler has pinned him. The other two times were uh, Dudley, <laughs> the Dudley. Oh, Jamie Aldrich pinned him, uh, but he, he got he won the match. Well, he pinned him. <laughs> yeah, he did pin him when he, he pin almost him died. After he almost died. Um, we go to a break, and as we come back, we get a video package for SummerSlam 2004 being held, as you said, Michael, earlier in Toronto. Yeah, you don't um, really think Canada when you think summer. I don't know. I think, no, I, I think I, the I worst think thing nice is... warm. I don't, 100%. But um, I think the worst thing is these days, WWE has kind of programmed your brain to only think of certain two or three locations when it comes yep. to SummerSlam and not realise that SummerSlam used to be like all the other pay-per-views and be scattered all the way around America. Um, not these days. America, like SummerSlam, where, where's SummerSlam supposed to be this year if it's not at the gym? Uh, Boston. Oh, is it? All right, okay. At least it's not at the Staples Centre then. No, that's Mania. Oh, is it? Oh, is Mania at the Staples Centre? Yeah. Oh, it's not. Mania's going to be at the gym because everything's going to be at the gym and we're going to be stuck like this for the next 10 years. Mordecai, he demands a moment of silence to pray for your sins. He then kneels and provides the following beautiful sermon. Almighty Father, I kneel in this ring, in the cesspool of a country, in a city where the children are nothing more than spoiled brats, and the women, the women, the, the wives, wives, the daughters, the mothers, the mothers the and the granddaughters, <laughs> and the aunties, and the cousins, and all the women, are no better than the harlots that sell themselves on the city streets, where weak-minded men are cowardly and corrupt. Father, you forgive them, but I will not. I cannot. I will punish each and every one of them, and they will hear me and fear me, for I have damned them to hell! <laughs> and then the flames erupt from Kane, the Turnbull Kane Pyro-ish. <laughs> Ish. Ultimate Kane Pyro. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm still to the point where I think the higher power is going to be Gangrel. It's, 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 I understand what they're trying to do, but it's not working. <laughs> It's, Vince is it's coming across call. as a fucking jobber. Book it then. Who's Mordecai's next field going to be? Because it's got to be Undertaker, is it not? No, he never does. <laughs> I think it's Bob. <laughs> is it? I think it's Thurman. Is it another jobber? On, on pay-per-view. Oh, dear me. What, on Great American Bash? Yeah, Thurman. <laughs> I cannot fucking wait. Um, we go to the back with Rico and Charlie and they're waiting for Jackie to show off her bikini. Um, they both look impressed in what's under Jackie's towel. Um, Michael, yeah, Rico looked like he might have been turning a bit then. See, I think Rico swings both ways as it is. Because he looked quite impressed last week when uh, Jackie when we got the beautiful Kevin Dunn shot through Jackie's legs. That was a brilliant shot. So we're back from the break and it's Charvo Classic with Charvo Jr., Versus for Nakamura for the Cruiserweight Heavyweight Championship of the World. Come on, number one announcer. Funaki climbs the turnbuckle, but then Junior throws him off to help Classic get the victory. Uh, Charvo then shows that the Cruiserweight division has groupies as four women rush the ring to get a piece of the Classic. Fucking state of them. They make Sable uh, look like Tory. They're off the Diva Search. 
Hundred percent, they're D contestants. Vince is like, I fucking, I paid you for the hour. We'll use you for to smack down and all. And then Chavo invites Taz to join him, but Taz says, "I got to carry the show." Of course he has. Now, do you know if that was Jerry Lawler, that'd be a whole different ball game. Jerry Lawler, Ed set be off. Right, Jay Hart, this is on you today, son. I'm off with Diva Search Lasses. Uh, we go backstage and Charvo Classic's in the back with all the girls and Charvo. Um, he says he's got to go. Um, once he leaves, we find Classic has paid the girls. And then he gives the grandma extra. Well, uh, you've got to support the, the, the elderly. She's Miss Bingo really. for this. <laughs> Um, now we go to ring and Jamie Noble is there uh, and it's him that will be emceeing the summer bikini contest. Yeah boy, he's cashed in the dildo in the bank briefcase. Master of ceremonies. <laughs> nice. I know, I know. This tuxedo ain't exactly summer-like but I've gone all out. Jamie Noble is dressed to impress. Let's look sharp though. Nobody laughing at it. Let's look sharp. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I know you people. Then come here to see Jamie Noble and the Speedos. That you come here to see the beautiful divas of SmackDown. Well, that we did. Yes, sir. And I want to start you off with Tori Wilson. Well, it's appropriate in the home of SummerSlam that we'd actually kick off summer with the, uh, oh, oh my. Man, forget your thought. Tori Wilson. Emma, look at so beautiful as usual. I mean, does she ever got the beautiful girl? Look at her. Playboy cover girl. Wow. Well, there's the winner. Oh, my. She's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. Miss Jackie! Let's see, Jackie. Oh, man. Look at how pretty and pink. I tell you, I like pink. You like pink? I love pink. This is the other one. This is going to win. Jackie's going to win. You just said that Tori was going to win. Maybe it'll be a dead heat. Hi. I like pink. Tell it. Don Marie! Let's see. Zoom oh. in there. Zoom in. Oh, there's the winner. Oh, man. You can't have three oh, winners. Yeah. I like to come and red is my favorite color. Red's close. Look, look at those earrings. She's got phenomenal earrings. Look at the earrings. Well, she's pissed. Well, she's got nice earrings. She matched her red shoes with her red bikini. She's got a lot of nice things on. Stable! The return of Sable! He's back, baby! Sable is oh, back! Oh, man! And perhaps looking better than she ever has. She's still got the robe on. Oh, oh man. Look at those legs. I'm begging to stop. Look at those legs. Just keep going. Summer Breakout Bikini Contest is next. And this is where I hand over to you, Michael, to introduce our to our contestants and their uh, outfits. So, first up, first up we have Tori Wilson. In, in my opinion, she wouldn't as soon as she walks out. <laughs> uh, she makes sand sexy. <laughs> and Jamie takes the words out of my mouth. I'd love to play in the sand with you. That's it. <laughs> Next up, he has a lap dance from Dom Marie. Which isn't a bad thing. Never, not at all, not at all. And then uh, passes Sable a towel and makes a dance with that. Which she turns yeah. into a very, very large piece of floss. I feel I thought it was weird seeing Sable. I know obviously yeah. we're just weirding out all the divas because obviously Jackie comes out. Isn't she uh, with Brock? I thought she left with Brock. Uh, maybe she's still under contract. Maybe <laughs> possibly because she... I know her and Brock are her and Brock at this minute in time. They're, they're together, yeah. Mm, maybe. Um, so, what did you make to the finish, Michael? Well, uh, so the, the prize from Jamie Noble is a big hug and a kiss. 
Uh, Jackie, she That's tells him to prize. close his eyes, which results in all the girls setting water buckets and tossing them on him and then throws him into the dirt. He's not happy because the suit cost him 30 quid and it's a rental and it's due back tomorrow. <laughs> I feel sorry for the crew that have got to mess about cleaning that ring, placing the mat. Well, that's always... Could I always have, think, I always think that when, backstage segment. when they have like... Um, uh, if they have like a, a no DQ match before like a main event and it has thumbtacks and all sorts of bullshit yeah. around. And what's my job? My job's just to brush up after fucking wrestlers have fucked up my ring. <laughs> Leave it alone, I've cleaned the fucking air. But it could have happened in pre-taped segments throughout the night. No, definitely. Well, I suppose, to be fair though, they do love a good bikini contest on SmackDown. And it's usually emceed by Taz. I was very impressed this time, Jamie Noble. Yeah, boy. Tell you, you got to go didn't that build in a bank briefcase. That in the bank. Or he's still got Aunt Lucille money left. Well, this is the question, but we never got an answer for way, way back when. Did Tory charge? Or did Billy Gunn nick it? <laughs> Billy probably nicked it, to be Billy fair. Billy probably nicked it, to be fair. Um, Michael, next week, Kenzo Suzuki, he arrives. Hungry for revenge, unstoppable and Japanese. Who's he got revenge against? Uh, Funakamura son and Tajiri. I think it's Scotty. Oh, he's, do you know what? I can guarantee that's probably who he's going to de- debut against. 100%. 100%. Is the welcome jobber. I'm telling you. Uh, up next, Rene Dupree with Fifi versus Buyaka Buyaka, Rey Mysterio, Michael, Fifi Watch. White Fifi. Cute as fuck. <laughs> white Fifi. Everyone looks a nice white Fifi. Um, attempted 619, thwarted though by the knee to the gut. And then we actually get the real thing. The French tickler, what a move that move is. That the French tickler for me is up there with the spinneroni. As most effective dominant moves. Like world title winning move is the French tickler. I I wouldn't say it's better than Spinneroni. Uh, it's a hundred times better than Spinneroni. A hundred times better. Fight me in the comments. <laughs> uh Remy Stewart gets the win with a roll up for a sunset flip. Um, yeah. And then he does the tickle of better than Ray. Well, better than Renee. Better than Renee, yeah. Um, I think for me, if I'm watching a Ray and Mysterio match and he's not really bouncing around the ring much, it's weird. I don't like watching yeah. slow Ray Mysterio. But is that Ray going at Renee's pace? Of course it is, because he's fucking useless. And it's luckily for him, like we said last week, that he's chiselled, semi good looking, young, and he's got a dog. It's he's the like, dog that makes him. He's like a shit British bulldog. Just just probably the same amount of drugs. Michael, we get a raw rebound. Edge, we see him spearing Benoit accidentally. Uh, and La Resistance winning the belts. Um, but I the friend Larry's. couldn't do the same, could he? Wouldn't La Resistance do well in, on SmackDown in their tag division at the minute? Yeah. I, think, I feel like if we could have a draft swap and we stick the Bashams on Raw. Or... Because you've got the cru- cruiserweight title on SmackDown, have the tag team division on Raw. What, just th- every tag team? Yeah, because you've only got enough tag teams for one division anyway. Yeah, I was going to say there's only probably got enough tag teams for one match. Yeah. <laughs> you got Dudley's, Low Resistance. Hurricane and Rosette, Bashams. One division. <laughs> that's, not even, that's not even one division. A fatal four-way match. That's all we can give you for a tag team division at the minute. Um, we go backstage to Booker T and he's airboxing and he up as his upcoming match with making his one-off appearance, even though we see him a lot often than we did before WrestleMania, but it's one-off special appearance. 
and we from the Undertaker, and we come back to a commercial for the Great American Bash. Are you excited, Michael? What's your what's your actual thoughts? I don't know if we discussed this much um, in the last episode. What's your thoughts on them using a direct ripoff of a WCW pay per view name? Well, they own them, don't they? So yeah, that, yeah, but that's it's, probably it's, what, and Vince probably want, always wanted um, a July pay per view to do with America. So what's, because, this repla- what's this replacing that we didn't have last year? Vengeance. So it's replacing Vengeance. See, Vengeance for me is one of them old school... I, I imagine it is one of them where, oh, I, I quite... Maybe Vince liked the name. Do you know, when he was like, yeah. battling WCW, he liked the name and always wished that he'd use it for his pay-per-view. But Vengeance, for me, that's one of the old school ones. Like, I'd happily have Armageddon back, Unforgiven, Vengeance, fully loaded. No yes. mercy, no way out. Just they're for me the era that I grew up on. Their pay per views, not like battleground and fucking stomping grounds, stomping grounds, <laughs> middle ground. Um, JBL he comes out uh, and to name his stipulation for the title match, a Great American Bash. Um, he's kind of gives it away by having a bull rope in his hand. Yeah, but why not first blood? It would add well, to the story. Should- well, how would he do that then? Come out with a knife in his hand. No, you still, still, you still got uh, plaster from last week. We both made each other bleed. Let's have a first blood match. Yeah, no, like we spoke about last episode, it could work. Uh, but I think the Texas bull rope, it does add into the uh, Texas drum gimmick. Uh, and it's also like, I'm going to tie you up in a rope and I'm wrestling you over the border. What, what a stupid concept though. You can win by touching all four corners in it without interruption. Well, it's, it's if you've beaten somebody long enough to do that, you've got no, but if you've, you've beaten watched, somebody long enough to get a three count. I think it's one of them. If you've watched one strap match, you've watched them all. Yeah, because there's usually that finish where one of them gets beat down, but he's not fully beat down, and I hit it, then you hit. I hit, you hit. I hit. Oh shit! I've realised you've hit it three times as well. We have a tug of war. Usually, the face wins. That's how I see this hit, this to enter. I'd be very, very surprised. I'm very interested to see if WWE are a bit more creative with the bull rope and that's not what the finish is because that's what I'm expecting it to be. Maybe, maybe not. (laughs) Here's the moment of truth. Stipulation time for the title match at the Bash. What's it going to be? I'm from America. You treat me with just a little bit of respect. On May 16th, 2004, John Bradshaw Layfield defeated Eddie Guerrero at Judgment Day. I should be WWE Champion. The only reason, the only reason I am not is because Eddie Guerrero is a lying, cheating, coward. A coward that got himself intentionally disqualified because he knew that I had him beat. You know, this was just business. It's now become personal. And personal's okay with me. You see, Kurt Angle 
has allowed me, John Bradshaw Layfield, to name the kind of match that Eddie and I will have for the WWE Championship at the Great American Bash. And I promise you, the match I have chose, Eddie Guerrero will not like. Because the match I chose, Eddie Guerrero cannot run, he cannot hide, and he cannot get disqualified because there are no disqualifications. This match is personal to me because I grew up with this match. The Texas Bull Rope Match. Up next, making his rare SmackDown appearance, Undertaker versus Booker T. And what's um, apparently the biggest match of Booker T's career, but that was Judgment Day, this is his biggest match of his career. Yeah, yeah. So is um, the rematch bigger than the initial? Well, um, do you know what I didn't like about this match? Because... That they had no contact? <laughs> I feel like they should have saved it for a pay-per-view. Yeah. And had a, had a casket match. Yeah. But it was just to promote uh, as a rare well, TV it, appearance. It's a Taker. rare TV appearance of Taker. It's to get ratings. Do you know what I mean? AEW ratings were and all that. Um, Paul Heyman interrupts the match halfway through after Taker's just chokes on Booker T, just about to give him the tombstone. Um, Heyman says Taker's too concerned with what he's doing to other people and not concerned what other people are doing to Paul Bearer. Heyman then walks the ring to confront Taker. Taker chokes Heyman, but then the Dudleys, they come on the tram. Uh, Bubba tells him to listen or to Paul or he'll never see Paul Bearer again. Uh, Taker stops choking. Heyman gives him a week to choose if he joins Heyman in his little ECW stable and they leave Paul Bearer alone. Or, if not, he'll never see Paul Bearer again. Now, does Undertaker really care about Paul Bearer that much? Really? Apparently, it's to believe he does. Even though we never saw him when he was riding a motorcycle. No. With Taker. No, no that's, he was too busy fixing cycles in garage. So far, far too, far too busy for TV. Far too busy. But yeah, so SmackDown goes off the air with the rare appearance from The Undertaker. Um, the main event is a bit more main event-y. It's not just Eddie in the mid-card. But it still is a bit Eddie in the mid-card in SmackDown. What did you watch overall thoughts Eddie was in the second segment of the show. That's Eddie in the mid-card. Eddie, Eddie in the job is. <laughs> Eddie Guerrero, the fucking jobber. Um, it's not yes, been an amazing reign. It's not been an amazing set of SmackDown since WrestleMania. It's, it's, it's amazing what happens when you lose four guys. Because we spoke about it before, Brock's gone. Yep. Angle, Angle doesn't wrestle no more. Um, Big Show, he's not about anymore. And Big Show was, even though it kind of bored the shit out of me, he was still used as another big guy. In the main, like him, Even him and Eddie had a scrap. Yeah. Do you know I what I mean? I think Big Show's out injured. Yeah. Guess. Yeah, Big Show's out injured. Obviously, Brock's fucked off. Angle's injured. Um, If you think also, like, we've lost Undertaker from being week after week after week after week yep. involved. Um, Booker T's now, you got to make him your main event guy. Yeah, it's, but I don't know. If this would have been Booker T drafted after having a year of being world champion after beating Triple H at WrestleMania, yeah. then it's a whole different ballgame. Or but if it Booker, was Booker T booked as he was in WCW. Or just book Booker T over as a face. 
Like what 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 happens? So Booker T turns, JBL beats Eddie, and then we've got Booker T versus JBL. Do you know what I mean? That's, that sounds terrible right now, but if Booker T would have come over Elfo ever as a face and not yeah. got involved straight away with Eddie Guerrero, got involved with... Well, that's, again, that's your problem. There ain't no fucking heels on SmackDown either. Not any heels you're fucking bothered about. Rene Dupree, Booker T, Johnny needs to come over as the heel. It's SmackDown's in a mess. SmackDown is in a mess. Michael, are you ready for the go-home show of Monday Night Raw before Bad Blood 2004? Let's hope it gets us hyped up for bad blood. I just wanted to come out here and remind everyone, especially all you ladies out there, that your chance to enter the quarter million dollar Raw Diva search is almost over. So, if you'd like to be a TV star for millions of WWE fans all over the world each week, you have to have your entry in by tomorrow night at midnight Whoa. and you can check out wwe.com for all information and with that there's another aspect of being a diva that you'll have to learn and that is having your own ring entrance oh. so i would like to show you how i do mine oh. Oh, they are. It's the 7th of June, we are live from Albany, New York. As always, Jerry Lawler and the King. Our opening match, Bochita versus Funakamura-san, <laughs> Gail Kim. Uh, Gail uh, loses, again. To the former, so the new number one contender lost to the former number one contender. Without getting a match. Didn't we have this problem on SmackDown with the Cruiserweights? Yeah. I feel like Rey Mysterio won a uh, number but, one contender. But doesn't match, this stop? While Jamie Noble was already a number one contender. But doesn't this stop the number one contender's momentum going into the pay per view? Uh, absolutely. But I think going into the pay per view, um, it's all about Lita and Kane on Raw at the minute. And I think that's the problem. We're going into. And, well, it shouldn't be about that. It should, yeah, it's a major storyline in a way. Yeah. Uh, but it's getting too much emphasis on. Well, it's not about having too much emphasis on the show. I think it's badly placed. This should be, we've got the go-home show to Raw. This should be Kane coming out, or even from the boiler room or something, a dark promo, Benoit, I'm going to fucking break your legs, I'm going to kick fuck out of you, I'm going to ruin you, I'm going to take you to hell and back. And then maybe we, we cut a bit later to Benoit, dark and dreary somewhere. Oh, Kane, I'm going to fucking rip you, I'm coming to hell with you. Do you know, just something, no. Yeah. It's, it's no, we'll kick off with Lita. And Lita getting the fucking victory over Gail Kim to start the show. And Lita's the only reason we're, we kick, we're putting emphasis on Lita is because she's involved with Kane. But Kane's involved with Lita and Hardy and not Benoit. And it's just all, all fucking confusing, man. It's, just, it's a great big mess. It's a great picture. big mess. That's what Raw is in 2004 at the minute. It's just fucked and it's ruining my life. And I can't wait for it to get back to normal. Triple H, ever since he's not been world champion. Yep. That's, what, that's all it is. Just about to say that. Just that's all it is. It. Ever since he lost the belt, things have gone to shit. But, but to be fair, no, Raw has got better, 
Raw has got better. Like over, I'd say the month yeah. leading up to Judgment Day, Raw was brilliant. Raw stole it. Like when when it's your month to learn build up to your pay per view, you shit. When it's somebody else's pay per view, you're better. It seems. Smackdown's. No, Smackdown's just terrible at the minute. Don't even try. I know that's your show, Michael, but don't even try. I can't. <laughs> I can't defend it. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, we go backstage, and the coach he has a word with Uncle Eric and gets booked against Eugene at the pay-per-view. But Johnny Nitro, he though, he gets booked against Eugene tonight with his job on the line. Johnny Drip Drip versus Eugene. <laughs> Johnny Drip Drip. Hey, hey. Ho, ho. Miz and Morrison. Hey, hey. hey. Ho, ho. <laughs> up next, Batista. Still kind of green going up against Shelton Benjamin. Uh, flying clothesline gets full call as Orton distracts the ref. Benjamin goes after Orton, gets clotheslined by Batista, and as a result, Batista bomb finishes in five minutes. Batista gets a one-on-one victory over the man that had two victories over Triple H. That means Batista is now officially the man. So, Shelton's knocked off three members of Evolution so far. <laughs> that sounds like a porno. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> Batista's now beat Shelton. So yeah. is Batista now number one contender for IC title? Number one contender? Of course he is. Batista versus Randy Orton. I've got a bad Shut feeling if Kane has a singles match tonight. Uh, meanwhile, we see Trish petitioning Uncle Eric for a title shot against Victoria and a match for Tonko. But Kane interrupts. Uh, we don't see the conversation, uh, but we see Kane kick the cameraman. Does that mean we're going to build to Kane versus Tonko? Oh, please no. <laughs> and speaking of oh, please no, A-Train making his return to singles competition. Is Raw debut. The draft was two months ago. Going up against your first ever undisputed champion, Y2J Chris Jericho. Uh, the derailer gets a two count. Uh, Body Vice is reversed though into an integrity by Jericho. And the walls, because he's reverted back to his proper finisher, gets the victory in under three minutes. Um, it was, A-Train, um, A-Train was probably better off on SmackDown. That's, but that's another one that SmackDown's lost. It was very super scenery for me. He uh, got beat up. It is signature. It is finisher one. Yeah, there is that, but is that not how you're gonna? You have to kind of book Jericho when he's a face. Maybe he might have been hurt as well from last week. There's every chance he has. The last couple of weeks, he took a bit of a beating off uh, big nasty Tonko, uh, yeah. Zach Ga- Zach Gowan's uh, Enterprises. <laughs> we get a SmackDown rebound, and then after the break, it's Triple H, and he's here to chat. It's another weird one. Um, he kind of says nothing of note. Apart- he compares uh, Shawn Michaels to Jesus. Uh, but again, it's, I'm going to kick fuck out of you at pay-per-view. And that's how it is. It, it's, yeah. it's what I was saying in the last episode about how I've kind of had enough of Shawn Michaels and Triple H. What more else can you do apart from we don't like each other anymore, we want to fight? There's no story in it. There is a story, obviously. They've, they were friends, now they're not. That's... But that's the same story they've used every single time they fought. Yeah. At least back when in, in 2002 at SummerSlam, we had the story being Michaels' return, but also Triple H turning on him, Michaels injured back. Do you know what I mean? There was all these different You're not taking my spotlight. Uh, where this, 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 I don't, just don't believe there's much story in it. It's still, we're still fighting because six months ago we were fighting. Yeah. And we're still fighting Two for years that ago. reason. Yeah, exactly. I really don't give a damn if I ever go to heaven. But one thing I can tell you is, this Sunday, Bad Blood, Shawn Michaels, you and I, 
will go straight to hell. Indeed they will, ladies and gentlemen. Indeed they will. I gotta agree with that, JR. I mean, you heard it straight from Triple H. He and Shawn Michaels this Sunday will go to hell together. Up next, La Resistance versus Chris Benoit. When the Belen's come out, Savon's supposed to be singing the Canadian national anthem. Well, he's they kind of pretend, aren't they? Shall we? But like anything. What were the crowd chanting throughout this match? They're in New York, USA. Of course, because Chris Conway Benoit is, and Larry Con, That was Conway. Oh, <laughs> the only American in the match. Uh, Grandier he sends Benoit into the post and locks in a full Nelson into the ropes. Look pretty gnarly. Um, the ref gets distracted. Conway sends Benoit's shoulder into the post, gets an arm breaker on the floor. Double team City, but Edge runs in for the DQ finish around five minutes. And Bischoff is pissed off and makes a rematch for the tag titles at the pay-per-view. But then he makes the match, a handicap match now, but including Kane. So it's yeah. the number one contenders for the tag championships versus the tag champs and the number one contenders for the world title. Yeah, for tonight. And then, hopefully, so, what's the idea here? Is, is Edge's idea, in my mind, I've got to um, look after my partner because I want to get a shot back at the titles even though they didn't probably really want the tag titles in the first place? No. So, is that, is that now Edge's, because Edge surely should be thinking, I kind of want to crack at that world title. Yeah. So, is it... Because that's what the seeds, uh, when they were backstage earlier, you can see the seeds being sown. Yeah, no, definitely. Tag team dissension, hashtag. Like, we love it. Um, Benoit, he counters, uh, he goes for a crossface, sorry, that gets countered. Kane powers out, chokeslam, goodbye. Less than five minutes. Um, so, does that mean that Benoit's going to win clean at Bad Blood? He must do because Kane's got the advantage going in. Is he going to. Yeah, but is Kane going to tap? Surely that kills. I know because he's near enough dead now, but surely that fully kills him, bang dead. Top rope German suplex bridge. Oh, that'd be nice. It's got to be something, because Kane's still... You've still got to go. Kane needs to go to SmackDown. SmackDown's you don't want to be his brother, though. Smack, yeah, but... He, in, right, if he turns up three out of four, Taker turns up one out of four, they'll never see each other. Yeah. Never that's see what Taker each does. Other. <laughs> up next, Eugene versus Johnny Nitro. Um, what, did, what did you make to... Wait, it's it's the, what, the third time now, I think, we've seen Johnny Nitro actually in the ring. Yeah, I think Maybe this is the first second. time he's actually had an entrance. Yeah. I, I think I, I loved how he had the WCW Nitro theme. Oh, yeah, I love how he's got the Nitro graphic as well. Yeah. It's, it's brilliant. It's like, we own that shit. We're going to use it. Um, that's yeah, why they're using Great American Bash. That's it. Uh, what did you make to some of Johnny's in-ring work? Um, he's still got a long way to go to what we see now. Well, he was looking very jobbery. It's not how we know him. Uh, as I said, a, a double axe handle for the finish. <laughs> did you like back to uh, VW with you? Did you like the JYD tribute? Uh, I did, in, including stopping to take the uh, virtual piss. But did you hear what King said on commentary about that? Joke your dog style is what JR called it. King called it Moolah style. <laughs> I don't want to know what he means by that. <laughs> well, beyond the, uh, what was it? Dark side of the ring. That Moolah episode was a bit grim, wasn't it? I've not seen that one yet. 
Ah, uh, that was series. I think it was on series one. It was all the stuff. So on the back of why they didn't have the battle royal after yeah. Mulder and all that, all that jazz. Um, Eugene, he gets a knee lift into the airplane spin and goes up for, as you said, a double axe handle for the clean pin in under three minutes. Um, Eugene absolutely destroyed Johnny Nitro. Um, and I love how we are still on all aboard the Eugene train. Then when he's walking up the ramp, he's waving at coach. who's like, stop waving at me. He's like, Eugene's like, hi coach, hi coach. We go backstage, Michael. Lita, she's on the phone to Hardy. Uh, and then we see Kane and he says, it's not over. So we got an answer to the question. The question being, the answer being yes. But now it's not over. So what's not so over, she Michael? must have been better than Katie Vick. <laughs> Kane wants more than what he got. That's well. What did he get though? That's the thing. Did he get the front? He now wants the back. Hey, all three. Hey, even Matt Hardy. Up next, main event time: Randy Orton versus Shawn Michaels. Uh, now we've seen these guys. These these have wrestled pay per view. We've seen them wrestle on Raw. Um, <laughs> Shawn Michaels bleeds. Yeah. Of course he does. Vince. Repeat. Match uh, we, is standard. Yeah, atomic drop. Sean knocks there, Orton down. Flying elbow. Batista runs in. DQ, 20 minutes. Um, because it, you can't make the IC champ lose momentum. Of course not. Um, Especially after what happened earlier not. with his number um, pretender. I quite like how we got um, Sean fighting Orton and Batista at the end and we head up to the skybox. And we, <laughs> One punch flag is down. <laughs> well, this is my issue with Ric Flair at the minute. I said to his he's last been time drinking round, champagne all night. He's, he's that old Flair is now. Flair's just because we need a four-man. Uh, because obviously, when they had the tag title opportunity, mm. it was now Orton and Batista, it wasn't Flair. Flair's now just getting hit once, falling to the deck. It's, it's all, it's all, he all, was all only over. supposed to be a manager in that role anyway. I, but yeah, I, I'm sure I um, read a report sometime it was, where... He said it on the uh, Stoke Cold Broken School Sessions. Yeah, that was it, yeah. But yeah, what did you make then, Michael? That's Monday Night Raw done in our Barge to Bad Blood. A, has it got you hyped? B, what are you looking forward to? And C, can you wait? So I'm looking forward to the Hell in Cell. That should be an absolute war with how they've been building it. I see title match could steal the show. Two guys you can build up perfectly. Benoit doing double duty, kind of predictable. When, but this might be why I remember them going in as tag champs. Well, there you go. And now the women's titles fatal four away because Trish needs to be involved somehow. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. And would you like a spoiler alert ahead of Bad Blood? Sunday night pre-show. Are you aware of who is in the main event? Is it Maven? <laughs> it is. Maven on paper. Going up, going up against... Dave Batista. Oh. Are you ready? How many Mavens for main event Maven? Main event in Sunday night pre-show. Well, that in itself is four out of five. Because it's not five because it should be main event pay-per-view. <laughs> what? It should be a, a triple threat. Kane, Benoit, main event Maven. No, because that's not the main event. Oh, no, I'm in the main event. <laughs> yeah. I'm always uh, in uh, the main uh, event. Michael, are you ready then for the final smack of the down in this little block as we carry on our barge to the Great American Bash? 
It is June the 10th, 2004. We are not live from Uniondale in New York. So I'll tell you what. These people don't get to see John Bradshaw late for the day. Why don't you take me home? Back to New York City. Oh, come on. Well, sometimes the ocean at Jones Beach can have a little odor. <laughs> a rich man doesn't work when a rich man doesn't want to. <laughs> Let's go, driver. I look way too good not to be in New York City tonight. Let's go. Hey, let's go. Idiot. Goodness, who hired these morons? Hey, moron. I said let's go. Take me back to New York City now. New York City? Hey, whoa. Hey. What are you doing? We ain't going to New York City, but we are going for a ride. And it's gonna be better than Disneyland, orale, Hulk! Does this, does this have any hydraulics? Yeah, vato loco! What do you mean, hydraulics? Get out of my car! You just stole it, my car! Kurt Angle, he opens the show in his wheelchair and he demands Booker and Kurt apologise for what happened to him last week. I agree. Uh, B- Booker comes out first and lets Kurt know that he would never do anything to intentionally hurt him and apologises to Angle five times since being the five-time champion. He did the right uh, thing, though. Well, they, they shake hands, Booker walks off, Cena's music hits and he comes down to the ring and lets Angle know that if he meant to hit him last week, Kurt would still be in the hospital. Cena thinks that he should finish the job and wraps his chain around his fist. Angle, though, he gets Roman's brother to get in the way and tells Cena that he's on probation and if he touches him, he'll get stripped of the US belt. Cena, though, says he apologises for absolutely fuck all. He tells Kurt that he'll do what he wants, when he wants. Uh, Cena begins to walk up the ramp when Angle tells Cena that he has to wrestle RVD, Rene Dupree and Booker T tonight in five-minute matches called the Triple Play Challenge. I like the the concept. The first one to beat him gets a US title match at Great American Bash. I like the concept. A good take on the gauntlet. Very much so. But they've only got five minutes. It is a good challenge. It is. It's a a beat-the-clock gauntlet. Yeah. uh, Yeah, it's it's brilliant. The idea behind it is brilliant. I totally agree. Plus, it's a good way to get a new number one contender. Because we don't want to see Renee again, one-on-one. No, 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 no. Renee kind of just needs to... See, the problem is with Renee now, what does he do? Because he's two Bigfoot cruisers. He's John Cena he's done with. He's certainly not main event. He's not in a tag anymore. It's be interesting to see what they do with him going forward. Well, he's a tag Speak... wrestler that's gone singles. Yeah, exactly. But not gone singles for any success. No. No, it's, if he would have won the US belt, then maybe, but... Wait, Cena doesn't lose at this stage. Cena's on the uh, the charge. Uh, Michael. Hiya! Kenzo Nakamura. Uh, Kenzo Nakamura versus Scotty to Jobby. Michael, you predicted, it. you predicted it and it was true. It is the debut of Kenzo Suzuki. Um, I lo- love how he's carried out to the ring, King Mabel-esque. Uh, is that the same character? him. Do you reckon that's the same carriage that they've always used? Quite possibly. That Corbin uses keep... now. Yeah, they just keep it in storage. I've been looking forward to this, the debut tonight of Kenzo Suzuki here on SmackDown. 
this guy. The Bronze Warrior, Cole. That's what he's been called. Look at this. What, what is that thing? Well, Kenzo Suzuki being carried to the ring, and we've learned a lot about him over the past few weeks from a standpoint of learning that he's apparently fueled by hate, that he's hungry for redemption. He looks pretty sweet. The following contest is scheduled for one fall, making his way to the ring from the land of the rising sun, weighing in at 250 pounds, Kenzo Suzuki. Well, we've heard that his mission is vengeance. And by looking in those eyes and that face, that cocky look he's got, looks pretty vengeful for sure, Cole. His purpose is conquest, but conquest of what? I and don't know. Hungry don't... for redemption for what? Well, his ancestors noble. I mean, he's, looks like he, I don't know if he comes from, I, I, he comes out, he's got people carrying him out here. I don't know what they call that, that, that thing they were carrying him out on here. Turn it up. Face. Ultimate squash match, as to be uh, ex expected. Uh, what did you make to the in-ring stylings of our new Japanese sensation? Very um, much the gimmick. Hiya, hiya. <laughs> Very like <laughs> kung fu naki. But then an STO to finish. Uh, yeah, it's, I think the, the thing is, I've never understood an STO. Like you do, you do a rock bottom. Yeah. <laughs> or you do what Brock Lesnar used to do and just fucking throw it at the floor. Um, from from a mid but it is on Scotty 2 Jobby, I suppose. But is is literally the welcoming jobber. First big boss. <laughs> Absolutely. No. Yeah. That's, that's the only reason they brought him back. The only reason. We go backstage with Kurt Angle and the three challengers in the triple play challenge. Uh, and we get the draw to see who starts first. Uh, but Lufa, he closes the door on us, so we can't see. Lufa gets the, the door closed, waits to come, man. Fuck off. Ooh, the suspense. Um, Who's it going to be? The, we see the Undertaker in the back after we come back from break. Yeah. Uh, making uh, another rare SmackDown appearance. I Contemplating. Pres presume. JBL Michael is on the cover of the SmackDown magazine. Uh, we get to see Bradshaw going and getting a manicure at the spa. And he tips uh, the doorman a fucking dollar. He said, I knew immigrants were good for something. Do you know what I find really annoying? I found this fucking segment piss funny. Piss funny. It's like, this is the humour that JBL does have inside him. That we uh, hear on commentary in a couple of years. Yeah, no, it's absolutely. Uh, JBL, he says that um, he didn't need to wrestle tonight. So what he's going to do is head back to New York City. Uh, he got back into the limo. And we see that Eddie Guerrero was now driving the limo. We're too uh, SA. <laughs> we're too SA. Uh, JBL can't get out and Eddie promises it'll be better than Disneyland. Uh, the limo then drives off and things aren't looking good for our resident fucking immigration enforcer. I'd love to see that limo with the hydraulics. <laughs> it was like with fluffy dice and everything. Yeah. Um, Where did he get the shiner? Well, he's... Because that's the big shiner. We see Michael Paul Heyman with the Dudleys at an unknown location where they're keeping Paul Bearer. Uh, they keep drinking when Heyman says that the Dudleys didn't realise what kind of anger they had unleashed in The Undertaker. Heyman, he says that he's going to go to Nassau Coliseum to talk to The Undertaker and get his answer. So Heyman told, 
tells Dudley that he's going to go to the arena. He's going to talk to Taker and sort sort everything out. So what's the what's the question then, Michael? <laughs> it's, like, it's just that cliche from every comic and everything. Where it's like, join me, or they die. That's it. You're either Nexus or you're against us. Up next, cruiserweight title time. Mexican if only, flair. If only Rey Mysterio versus Chavo Guerrero. Uh, Rey with the generic. It's, this is the my show with Rey. I feel like Rey Mysterio is a bit lost at this minute in time. We get we're kind of getting Rey going through the motions. Well, how many matches has he had with Chavo in the last year? They should still be exciting to watch. They're two of the best cruiserweights that they've got. Two of the best wrestlers. Yeah, got. but they're, they're not. It was, it was, like I said, it was generic, standard Rey Mysterio stuff going through the motions. Um, and it's all about Chavo and Classic as they argue in the ring after the match. Um, the match did have a lot of action. It had like, a good flow to it, like you'd expect Chavo and Rey to have. Oh, yeah. Part when uh, Rey went for the Hurricane Rana, and Chavo counted it into the alley oop. On the outside. Yeah. Perfect. Like I said, there is segments, but I don't know. I'd, if this was for the Cruiserweight title, if this was after a couple of, even a, a couple of weeks of build, I don't know. I'm, already, I'm bored with Chavo's dad. Yeah. is a cheap I, Mexican flair. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it should have been over the week after Jackie. Yeah. I feel like he should have beat the, won the title off Jackie and then lost it and then allowed Chavo then to build up for a new Cruiserweight challenger whether that be Rey Mysterio or Jamie Noble or Akio Spike. or Kenzo Suzuki or anybody. Kenzo's um, not cruiserweight. We can pretend. <laughs> because he's we Asian. We can pretend. We can pre- no, that should be racist. Um, we go backstage and we see people cleaning. And then we see JBL's limo drive back and crash into a lot of stuff. Um, we go live from the limo driven to ringside. We see that Bradshaw is unconscious and covered in crap. In crap. Uh, into the limo. Eddie makes his way to the ring and Orale Vato Loco! Uh, JBL starts to get up and stumbles out of the limo. Uh, Guerrero says that at the Great American Bash, Bradshaw will be as banged up as his limo was. And then Bradshaw tries to put the broken pieces back on his limo and got quite upset what Eddie had done and smashed fuck out of it. And so Eddie then he's pissing himself in the ring as JBL trying to put his car back together. What did you make, Michael? I, such great, just great comedy from JBL. I hate to say it, something nice about him, but. He works in the comedy spots. No, he does. Like, this is the problem I had earlier, where he was uh, mocking like all the immigrants and stuff like that. He works brilliant in these taking the piss comedy spots. But he's got um, a loop like he'd be covered in big, big show slop. Yeah, oh, it's, I thought it was brilliant. It's, it shows a little bit of the character as well, because um, we were saying about where's kind of JBL gonna go going forward with his character. Yeah, uh, and I think it shows that you can do kind of shit like this with him because this sort of segment could have worked with any. Any wrestler, do you know I mean anyone could have kind of nicked his limo, and it wasn't just. I know we had well, the I segment. Think... Uh, I'm kind of correcting myself to be fair, because even though earlier on the night we had the segment about the immigrants, this segment wasn't all immigrant Eddie Guerrero, you dirty foreigner stuff like that. This now we've now got a bit deeper into the feud. It's now more of a blood feud between yeah, the two. It's more personal. Than it is. Yeah, it's a lot more personal than it is America versus Mexico. Up next, Michael, main event time. Opening contest, John Cena versus Booker T. And Cena's changed his shirt from Celtics well, to Mets. Do you reckon he's going to change it every match in this next triple, what is it, triple smash challenge or whatever it's called? So, 
that Fabio is going to go put another yeah. shirt on. Take off. <laughs> yeah, and has to do his intro intro again. So then it's John Cena in this triple dance challenge. Up first is Booker T, and then it's Rob Van Dam, and then it's Rene Dupree. Whoever can beat Cena quickest, if they can, they get the match at Great American Bash. So Cena versus Booker T. Uh, Booker, it's a suplex, gets a two count. Um, Booker trying to kill a bit of clock by showboating. Why don't you go for the bookends? Well, I, I can't understand how it kind of ended in a five-minute draw. It's like, well, so is he thinking, right, well, I'm going to kill a bit of time. I'm going to get the draw because I probably can't beat him. But at least he's not beating me and I expect him to beat the next two. Yeah. But then again, you know, you got nine seconds left. Scissor kick takes ten seconds. Book, bookend takes about four seconds. Do the maths. Well, there is that. There is that. But he could have just done a spinner rule for 10 seconds. Um, so, Booker T at the minute is going to the Great American Bash. Um, Rob Van Dam, John Cena. Um, ECW prequel. <laughs> uh, RVD climbs the top rope. It's the frog splash. But time's run out as he had about 10 seconds left. Um, he goes to make the cover attempt as the clock, clock stops. So, that match ends also in a five-minute draw. I've got a feeling that we're going to have a four-way at the bash. Or oh, do you think Dupree's going to lose? Do you think Dupree's going to win? No. <laughs> so it is Dupree versus Cena. Dave, um, Fifi watch. Uh, three out of five. Three out of five Fifis. Um, I prefer... A, I, to be fair, I missed the grey Fifi from the first uh, Café de René segment. I liked the one last week, the white one. The white Fifi. The fluffy, the fluffy Fifi. <laughs> um, so, the FU attempt by Cena, but Dupree floats out. Cena into the ropes. Dupree gets a spine buster. Five pin attempts all kicked out. Dupree goes for the powerbomb, but it's blocked as time runs out. Kurt Angle, though, he orders an additional five minutes. Uh, but Cena, he goes to pin Dupree, and Angle says the pin didn't count. Even though Booker he just said... Out. No DQ, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, Booker runs out, attacks Cena. Uh, RVD comes in for the save, throws Booker out. Angle then orders that at the pay-per-view, Cena will defend the US title against Dupree, Booker and Rob Van Dam in a fatal four-way. And RVD, he made a gesture to Cena that he wanted the belt. And the segment ends with Rob Van Dam laying out Cena to get Cena's heat back. Uh, so is RVD now the new latest heel in Cena's life? Well, Angle said we start the clock and Cena got the pin, so that should have counted. I'm just saying... Or- but you could have, you could long. tell that Booker was going to run down, and then Van Dam was going to run down, and it was going to end up become a fatal four way. But the match itself, the as a combined three sets of matches, pretty entertaining segment. Um, yeah, I think it's it was. I like the concept of this match. It was a way, certainly a way of SmackDown uh, trying to improve over recent weeks. Uh, but yet again, it's still the mid card in the main event. Um, I know, obviously, Cena. What we know going forward, it's in their mind. Booker as well. And, but Booker again, though, I think, I don't know. Yeah, I'm still in the, Booker is main event in the in a bit, but not at the minute. But he's the best that they've got at the minute. But yeah, firmly, I totally agree. Great set of matches. Great, um, great idea and concept for a set of matches. Um, and I think... The problem was you kind of knew the minute that one was a draw and the second one was a draw, it's, it was always yeah. going to end one way at the pay-per-view. Uh, but fatal four-way at the pay-per-view, it should be fun, that's for sure. It should be a fun match. 
Um, so, Michael, SmackDown, do you want to close this month out then, Michael, or this four-week four block, and let everyone know what happened as SmackDown ended with Paul Heyman coming back to Nassau Coliseum to speak to The Undertaker and to get his answer? What's it going to be? What will The Undertaker do? What thoughts are running through the mind of, of The Undertaker? among this capacity crowd, not to say, among Paul Heyman. I, I just want to see what happens. I, I just want to see. Oh, that's not a good, what the, wait a minute, that's the urn. That's what he had in the bag. It's the Undertaker's urn. Undertaker has joined Paul Heyman. Heyman said, "Hit Heyman. Undertaker's bowing to Heyman." The under Paul Heyman comes out, and his Titantron still says SmackDown GM. That's because he is in our hearts. Well, he I mean, should whoever, be. He should whoever's, be. Whoever's in the uh, uh, admin room for SmackDown is still their GM. No, Paul's still my boss. I'm a Paul Heyman guy. <laughs> I'm a Paul Heyman guy. That's it. So he comes out, asks Undertaker to come out to the ring to talk, like gentleman. So Taker comes out, and you can see it in his face, he's got to play it smart and not kill Heyman. He's got to be smart and not kill him for Percy. Heyman pulls out the urn from a, a bag that he was carrying. A massive bag for an urn. A gym bag. Why would you carry an urn <laughs> in a gym bag? He's just going to roll about, open up, all... Ash is going to go everywhere, but he pulls out the urn, and 
Undertaker drops to a knee. That's it. Because whoever controls the urn controls the dead man. That's how it used to be. For me, personally, it was a great throwback. A great throwback to whoever got the urn controlled the Undertaker. It is one of the greatest things about the Undertaker that he's controlled by an urn. No, definitely. Um, So does that... Mystique. So does that get Heyman's answer then? That now going forward, Taker is now part of Team Heyman along with the Dudleys? What a fucking stable. Undertaker well, and the Dudleys. It's a great it's a great story with so much potential. I mean, imagine if for example, if Joker controlled Batman. No, no, definitely. That's what you've definitely. got here with Heyman and Taker. So then Michael, that's SmackDown all well and good uh for the next last four weeks. Um I think exciting, exciting times. Yeah, I think exciting times going forward for Great American Bash. Very interested to see what Paul Heyman does with The Undertaker. And did you um, notice the theme song for Great American Bash, by the way? I know I've not. We will hear it in a couple of in about a couple of months when or a couple of years when we see the debut of Mr. Kennedy. Is it really? Kennedy. Yes. Kennedy. <laughs> Mr. Kennedy, Kennedy, Kennedy. Well, I didn't know that. And on that note, Michael, we'll leave it there for episode 52, part two. If you want to let all the people know where they can find us on all forms of social media. On all forms of social media, be it Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, etc. It's at our era podcast. That is it. And for another episode of Isolation, our era in the bag. Maybe next time we come to you, we'll be coming to you live from actually be able to see each other, but probably not. But until then, our next episode, which will be episode 53, Bad Blood 2004, where I hope it's not as bad as last year, because at least last year's that had Kevin Nash. I've been Dave. That's been Big Sexy. Peace out, people. Peace out, people. Ruthless aggression. What's my life, my time, my rights, my rhymes, my crime, my struggle, hustle, sweat, and my blood, too. I'm ready to smell fear. I smell a lot. My competitors flex I was high, I want it all Excess, the sex, much success Stress up, I want it all, no less So come on